You see, the, the great thing about animation is you don't have to worry about physics. The great, the great part about animation is shut the fuck up, Cal. Greetings, gumshoes. Today on the Laser Comb Podcast, we have a special case in store for you. Today, we are going to be tracking down that devious criminal, Carmen Sandiego. She's at it again, folks. Freeze! Put down the trench coat. Slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to episode 47 of the Laser Comb Podcast. And if you you couldn't couldn't guess by that uh, goofy-ass little intro that I did, we are talking about a little show called... Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? Um, to differentiate it from the uh, the kids uh, game show, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, which uh, I, I was definitely much more of a fan of as a child, but unfortunately, it's a game show. Uh, it doesn't really. It, it's against the rules. It breaks our rules. Dang yeah, it. and if we don't follow our own rules, who will? Well, <sighs> that probably would have been better. <laughs> the review. But um, uh, that was for. I'll save what I think about this particular episode. Uh, so today we're talking about episode thirty-two of uh, "Where on Earth Is Carmen Sandiego," a Fox Kids television show. the uh, The episode was it was the season premiere of season four. It was called uh, "The Trial of Carmen Sandiego." Hmm. And um, the premise of this show, I want to get meta for a moment here. Okay, so the show starts with, by the way, the worst intro for any cartoon ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Like, uh, actually. Uh, you'll hear it in this podcast, because I've been uh, putting the intros for shows in lately. Um, God, terrible theme bad. song. <laughs> terrible. No wonder terrible. it's only like 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, the premise is there's a player like some teenager or kid or something like that, sitting at a computer playing where on earth is Carmen Sandiego. Carmen Sandiego is aware she's in a video game and she addresses the player sometimes. Yeah. And the player playing the video game of the TV show that we're watching, it plays out like a cartoon, which is what we watch. Right. And presumably he's playing the uh, the, the brother and sister, uh, Ivy and... I don't Sorry. think he's playing as them, though, because they address the player, too. Do... Because uh, in this very episode, they ask the player to, like, teleport them to different places. Oh, I thought they were asking um, the Egon-looking AI 
to teleport nope. them around. No, it's definitely the player because at one point the um uh the the two main characters, a uh, boy and a girl, brother and sister. The boy can't remember his name, but uh, he actually like asks the player at one point to okay uh, okay to teleport. I must them. have missed that. I can't remember what um they call it something. They don't say like player teleport us. They they call it something, but I I can't remember what it is. It's like some sort of initialism. Because at first I was really confused about. I'm I like, thought what the, the AI was archaeologist mean? at first. <laughs> he's one of the villains in the episode. Well, the the AI is the the AI is the chief, who looks suspiciously like uh, Egon from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I watched it with my partner, and they're like, "Is that Egon? <laughs> is, is that Ghostbuster scientist?" And I'm like, "It is Ghostbuster scientist, <laughs> but more annoying and uh, less smart." To, Boy, to, did I hate him. To, to to the point of almost being actionable, in my opinion. Like, I'm surprised someone didn't sue. It, it, other than the fact he talks like this. Um, oh, it, it's visually. Like, right. one for one, it's Egon. Um, but do we get uh, Egon's smooth, logical voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> we get a voice that... I, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even do the voice. It's it's annoying. Um, it's all on YouTube. Go search where on earth is Carmen San Diego and try to stomach this like uh, AI. Basically, they have. Um, I'm the chief, and this is how I talk. I talk like a stereotypical uh, guy in a detective movie, but even even faster and even more annoying. Um, it's that was kind of good. like if you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like if you took. Um, uh, if you took Skeletor and made him tried to make him not evil, but more annoying. Oh, I, I hate Skeletor's voice. I know a lot of people have nostalgia for that He-Man TV show, but fuck, it's bad. I caught, uh, like, I, I watched reruns of it when I was a little kid, because um, although the show was slightly before my time, it was early 80s. Yeah. Back back then, like, kids' shows would air in reruns for, like, upwards of, like, a decade after they and, originally And that's aired. why you and I, even though, um, you know, technically the programming slot for us from, like, you know, 8 to whatever was the 90s, because reruns, reruns ran for so long, we kind of also grew up on, like, 80s cartoons yeah i'm i i'm kind of an interesting age because i was born in 1985 so like i'm i'm to to that point like i'm a 90s kid so like i got to watch things like you know like mighty Morphin power rangers and uh like beast wars and reboot and stuff like that but because i was born like right smack in the middle of the 80s i was seeing reruns of 80s cartoons gi joe inspector uh, G1 gadget transformers G1 inspector Transform gadget yeah he-man so yeah so it, it it was kind of an interesting time so i'm kind of an 80s kid and a 90s kid mm -hmm. and if you were um and if you were uh not cool enough and you were one of the poors like i was uh you probably also had an atari in the early <laughs> 90s instead of a nintendo in the late <laughs> 80s yeah yeah i had an, an atari not even the good one like the atari 2600 was the was the good one i had like an atari like 5600 or something like that the shitty one with the, the wooden paneling yeah 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 i have both yeah and in like, storage i have a 2600 and like the the wooden paneling one too yeah yeah um 
and uh like uh had a sega master system and shit like that stuff that was i think I, i'm pretty sure i had an intellivision or a coleco vision at some point too oh and a commodore 64 oh there you go the the big ass fucking white keyboard that you would uh could hook up to your tv that had like the cassette tape disk drive on it that i could never figure out how to work <laughs> you and everyone else i forgot <laughs> about that because my my dad had that too and like i never i remember uh that a, work remember um the 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 micro console craze from a few years ago like when like, the NES, oh NES yeah, Classic yeah. and like the Super Nintendo Classic, Sega Genesis Mini came out. It was kind of mm -hmm, late to the mm -hmm. party, but apparently it's actually really good. Um, I was at a GameStop one day and saw a Commodore 64 micro console that was like $150 or something like that. And I'm like, who the fuck? I looked at it. I'm like, who the fuck would buy this? <laughs> I saw an Atari one too and i'm like oh cool and i like pick it up excitedly and then i'm like wait and i turn it around and look at the games right and it's like adventure warlords you know pitfall. indiana jones pitfall and i'm like pit pitfall was hype i liked pitfall when i was a kid it, it's bad it's a really the, fucking bad game these, to go back to you'll have you'll set it up You'll have 15 seconds of nostalgia and then you'll go, right, I have the last 30 games of better games to play, 30 years of better games to play. That's like, that's like me with my uh, Super Nintendo classic. I, uh, I, I hooked it up, excitedly played Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country for a mm -hmm, while. Me and my mm -hmm, partner yeah. at the time played two player Donkey Kong for a bit. Uh, they included Star Fox 2 on there, which was previously unreleased, and I really liked the original Star Fox, so I actually played through that, because it's only, like, an hour-long game. It's super fucking easy, too. Um, and uh, then I hacked it to put, like, an extra 100 games, so I played, like, Maximum Carnage, the Spider-Man game that I fucking loved nice. when I was a kid. And uh, played that for a bit, and a couple of other games here and there. And... Uh, well, I don't think I've turned the, the goddamn thing on in like two years. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah, I, I got I, I got a PS5 and I got my PC and it's like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, why? But yeah, I, I went for the hype, the, the craze for a little bit and ended up with that mini SNES. And uh, much like, uh, you know, this is actually really relevant, much like um, the hype for like, oh, yeah, the, look at all these games that it's loaded with, right? And then, you, like you said, you can mod yours and put way more games on it. I feel, I, what's the opposite of nostalgia? Um. Bad, bad nostalgia? <laughs> no nostalgia. Um, Lamentation? I don't know. I feel that about this. It was very 90s, but like not in any good way. In a way where you could see the beats coming a mile ahead and the plot holes and the whatever, like kids are 10. They're fucking stupid. Just roll, roll with <laughs> it. We, we, we can't afford to write like a new script. This is only like a 22 minute like show. Who the, who the hell cares? 
Um, so watching and analyzing as an adult, you're like, Ooh, <laughs> like this is almost irredeemable, irredeemably bad. I, 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 we, we definitely have very different takes on, on this show. And I'm usually the guy that likes everything. <laughs> uh, so episode opens with our two heroes, Ivy and all right, I'm, I'm going to look at what Blondie's name. Actually Ivy and is. brother. <laughs> Ivy and brother. Ivy and bro. Mm-hmm. All right. What's his name? Going to the Wikipedia article. Characters. Zach. Zach. Right. Zach. Zach That's was such a nineties. I was gonna say name. it was such a nineties kid TV kid name was Zach. Uh, so, so how does it start out here? They're tracking Carmen, right? So okay, okay. So the episode starts with our heroes Ivy and Zach uh, in Mexico, and what they figure out is that Carmen San Diego, our uh, titular uh, arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carmen San Diego has discovered a Aztec temple uh, in the incorrect region of Mexico. Now you think when, when this is going to be important somehow, but um, no, actually this uh, this little plot point gets Wait. dropped gets dropped like a bag of hammers. They even make a point of saying that hey, this is really weird. Like this is this is like several hundred miles north of where the Aztec pyramids usually are. So they go there and they they find Carmen San Diego. Carmen this San... is what I think. I think this was purposefully set up so that who's the stupid judge guy? <laughs> they all have jokey names, and I I like that part. Judge um, R B Trader. I think this is a fake temple set up to trap the kids and Carmen. Except that we learn spoilers, like R B Trader is working with Carmen San Diego. So Carmen San Diego seemingly gets kidnapped on top of this, uh, or inside of this weird, uh, displaced Aztec pyramid by this like uh, future heli- futuristic helicopter. She actually calls. Is... She calls to right. the kids for help, which I found kind of odd. The, the relationship, a... the relationship dynamic between the 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 our heroes and our villain are very. It's very bizarre to me. Oh, it's bizarre to you. I was going to say, um, I actually like that. It reminds me of, um, I couldn't tell you what the trope is, but that kind of the person, the people or the person that are after me are actually my pupils vibe. Uh, And they will take over like my legacy when they start to realize that what I'm doing is actually good. Oh, interesting. And um, I get like a rivalry slash... um, mentor vibe from Carmen because instead of her always being out of reach um like the um like the games or the uh where in the world is Carmen San Diego she speaks and she's regularly on screen yeah and um gotta say uh you know the heels the long black hair the uh eyebrows on point um as a kid, I wondered what was underneath that trench coat. <laughs> it's the mystery that's better. Uh, absolutely nothing at all. That's <laughs> like that, I'm wearing nothing at all. That's uh, that's that's my vote. Uh, but that's interesting, though. I could see uh, Ivy uh, taking up the mantle of the the, the right? hat. Right. And so, like, because they want to help her, they don't want to condemn her, and that's a part of the um. 
they want to bring her in like proper justice, which is what this episode is about. Yeah, they are um, Acme detectives. Acme detectives, which we'll get to later, but are apparently recognized. <laughs> oh yes, we will <laughs> worldwide. Uh, so they go into the temple, the uh, the sibling detectives, the Acme detectives, um, and the blonde Zach. He, he he's idiot, an idiot. He he's tripping all the the traps. Oh, don't yeah. step there. Oh, look out. This moonlight, this moonbeam light might trigger this. He he triggers every single trap and his sister saves his ass every single time. He almost yeah. dies like five times. And they get in, they're like, geez, what's going on here? Ha ha. The 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 temple isn't real because it's a trap by RB Trader. So that's what I had pieced together. That's why it's like, that's weird. Why is there an Aztec temple here? And indeed, now in hindsight. It's interesting how she ended up here, because why would she go here? Right. So in hindsight now, you could see that this is all a setup to get the kids here. And we get a really long, very weird trial kind of thing. Okay, so... Beach Raider catches them, too. He so catches all of them. So, so after Carmen San Diego is kidnapped, uh, we, we find out from the, uh, the, the chief, this uh, floating... AI Egon head who's the, also the... a hologram sometimes sometimes yeah he, he's like he's bad news stay away from RB Trader I mean it we'll call for backup get out of there kids get out of there and so RB Trader we, we get a little origin story RB Trader was once a uh, criminal judge who became so fed up that criminals kept uh, being released from prison that he became a vigilante judge who would kidnap uh, criminals across the world and lock them in a supermax like subterranean prison for all that nobody else knows about yeah that that uh, the chief even mentions that acme the organization that these kids work for uh, that acme has uh heretofore been other been unable to discover the location of i'm like this guy sounds like a great like marvel villain uh oh, i actually like this this that's what I, I mean. <laughs> and indeed, he comes out like Kingpin. He is 11 feet tall, 1,500 pounds. He is like, like <laughs> a gigantic man. <laughs> well, it's a big show. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like, order, order. And he's wearing a fucking powdered wig. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I love this guy. And uh, his, uh, his gavel it every time he bang, it has lights on it so on the bottom so every time he bangs it the lights go off which oh is, yeah which is kind of cool and his like his uh judge's desk like rises from the the floor it's he, he's cool i like this villain yeah uh so the the kids are uh given are put as Carmen San Diego, so uh, Judge R.B. Trader is putting uh, Carmen San Diego on trial for all the crimes she's done, and what and uh, the kids are brought in to represent her in this like yeah faux uh, courtroom setting, and so uh, the the judge sentences her. He, he finds her guilty immediately and tells her that he's going to lock her in a prison cell of her choice for uh, the rest of her life. Oh, that's uh, right. He gives her like three options. He gives her three but they're options. They're just like different themed cells, I guess. And, and so, for some reason, Carmen San Diego's lawyer just pops up. Yeah, drops yeah, a bunch just, of legal like books on the. Yeah, and the uh, uh, the judge doesn't like that, so he like 
presses a button and the lawyer like falls through the floor presumably to yeah. this prison area uh so the kids are uh end up taking over as her legal uh, representation as her legal representation uh sound sound legal defense right there have like a 19 and a t 19 and a 12 year old represent you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um probably why uh rb trader um like entertains the, the or probably why he even uh, if this wasn't all a ruse i would say it's probably why he even entertains the idea because like being represented by like two like a, a teenager and a teen like is just so laughable that it's it's funny yeah i imagine he's probably just like sure and indeed he's go kind ahead. of like go you know what kids go ahead and they're like we request and then they're like um egon cone of silence and i'm yeah, like literally oh, literally the cone of silence from get smart i'm like <laughs> and i'm like oh okay we're we doing and they, that they spend so long in this cone of silence like, like going five over, minutes man go, going over their plan i just imagine the judge on the outside is probably like what the fuck is taking these two so long <laughs> guys what could you possibly be talking about so here's gripe number one okay other than this kid is supposed to be a detective and he's like setting off every single trap in this goddamn place um they're going over footage presumably that um the chief their their ai advisor yep um is giving them and there's footage of them chasing her on the date that she's accused of stealing the magna carta that's right rb traders whole thing he's saying hey you're going away for breaking it breaking and break the in and entering and stealing the magna carta and she's like i didn't and it's just like well unless you can prove that you can like it you, so they you, they have to go to this good. they they were apparently fighting her on top of the statue of liberty and they have to go to the statue of liberty to get a piece torn piece of her coat which is as evidence that she was actually there at the time one that doesn't prove anything two there's Thank video you. footage Two, there's video footage of her being there. That is much more. Uh, much... So Egon has video footage <laughs> yeah. of them chasing her and her ripping her her jacket as she um, falls and like gets away. Yeah. Um, the video evidence could be admissible in court. Yeah, the torn However, piece of her coat doesn't prove anything because, like, she could have torn it there. It just proves that she was there at some point, not at that particular moment in time. Not even that, um, unless the judge comes with them. This is what happens. They go, hey, we need 24 hours. We need some time to uh, procure evidence. And arbitrator's like, okay, I'll amuse your idea. You have 24 hours. And he bangs his gavel, and he releases Carmen Sandiego in shackles to the duo that if she breaks out of them they'll or tries to escape uh they'll explode oh he, super tech right like yeah. robotnik tech like nobody can can get them off presumably they're explosive right now i'm sitting there watching and i'm like wait don't they want to catch her shouldn't they bring her into acme and they can like their scientists kit which by the way their car can teleport they have like super tech available to them. They could like def diffuse it, but no, they're like, we need to go get, um, we need to go get that evidence. Come on, Carmen. We're going to New York, New York like, city. At this point, they could have just left, took a strip off of her 
jacket, walked right back in and been like, see, this strip was from the Statue of Liberty. Right. Like, why do you need the physical, like, piece? When you have video footage. When yeah. you have video footage. Now, th as they go to New York to, to go and get this, who the, who the hell are these bad guys that show up in jetpacks in a future copter? Right. Do you recall uh, that? Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, they, they kind of reminded me of AIM from Marvel Comics. Right. So that that's just what I'm going. I presumably they're um, they're agents of uh, Vile V I L E. Okay. Which is uh, the organization that uh, Carmen San Diego works for. Uh, so they show up and they're not trying. To, they have jetpacks and a helicopter. They're not trying to thwart the kids they're thwarted really easily like they're knocked into the water somehow yeah um as um ivy's trying to repel down the statue of liberty's torch uh to get the the evidence right the the torn piece of red fabric and um she almost gets knocked out and one of the jetpack guys steals the piece of fabric from her flies back to the future helicopter and they just fly away. And I'm like, yeah. what did they steal? That's worth. <laughs> <laughs> they stole like... the physical evidence that they need to uh, to exonerate Carmen San Diego. Damn it. And by the way, the whole time this is all happening, there's all this feedback being like, wow, I should get you kids to represent like me from now on. Wow, you kids, if you ever quit being detectives, you should go into law and all of this stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is really dumb. Um, but I, none of that matters because um, for some reason, um, they end up being like, okay, well, we're out of options. Right. So what can we do? The only thing we can do is go to where the Magna Carta was stored and find like video evidence from that day that proves that she was never on the scene which really should have been one of their first steps was checking surveillance footage at the uh because the magna carta is being stored in like um uh the Sal salisbury museum or in uh in england I right believe. and by the way as they're zipping around uh, in their teleportation car in one time it like pops up in a fountain and because max is like uh, sorry max zach is like uh, i want to drive and Ivy's like, excuse me. He's like, remember, my driving test is next week. You, you know why I think the you you keep calling the kid Max is he looks like Mighty Max. That's exactly why I keep calling him Max. <laughs> he, looks he looks like, like Mighty, Mighty Max. Max. <laughs> Mighty Max had a hat. Uh, wasn't his hat magic? Was I I I can't remember like that. Well, th there's another show we might <laughs> watch. Yeah, a show made just to sell the toys. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a themed month of the Laser Comb podcast. That's just uh, half hour toy commercials. It's just waiting to happen. Half hour by toy the way, commercials, which boy oh boy, is there many handfuls of. Uh, by by the way, I actually forgot to mention this at the top of the episode. The reason why we're talking about uh, where on earth is Carmen San Diego is our patrons over at Patreon.com/LaserComb voted on the theme of September of the month for uh, September of 2022, and what they voted on was educational shows. Yeah. So, so here we are. Yeah, you can be uh, educated uh, in the incorrect way to represent yourself in court. 
<laughs> the show is actually quite educational. Uh, every it, time it that... is, there's little vignettes here and there. Whenever they're like, "Oh, New York was founded," like whenever they travel somewhere, they give you a little spiel that's quite entertaining, or use live action cut footage in it. It's or if they use a word uh, like, "What was it?" Uh, subpoena. Oh, subpoena. Uh, they tell they, you what a subpoena is. Yeah, which which is cool. I really like that. Oh, uh, right, and... because they were subpoenaed to show up in. In this in uh, that court, in that Aztec court. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Atlatl is a keyword. Because a spear comes out of nowhere, remember, and like lodges itself inside of the, the car. Yeah. And they can't pull it out. And they're like, nobody could have thrown this with enough force to do it. And um Egon is like, actually, they could have used an Atlatl. I don't know why I went um transatlantic accent there. <laughs> My good sir. <laughs> um what, what, and they learned there... that early Early man used to use those. Um, did we ever find rods to uh, to toss? Did we ever find who threw Spears. the spear? Did we ever find out? Just a a, a plot point to introduce <laughs> a, what a natlatl is, so that Zach can use one later on out of like a broken chair leg. Not really how <laughs> atlatls had to be like measured to the person's arm that would. Whatever. Right. What, so, um, spe speaking of the car uh, uh, teleporting into a fountain, it teleports into a fountain, and they're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? And, and Ivy's like, huh, remind me never to let you parallel park. Oh, yeah. There's like, oh, those there's, 90s quips. There's this... Um, there's this uh, kind of throwaway subplot that uh, he's... Uh, Mighty Max is scheduled to go for his uh, road test the following day. To get his driver's license and i'm like what well, why is this kid even like he he's hurting more than he's helping uh but we quickly find out that he's a linguist because he when <laughs> so they're okay, going so over I into to rome because the trial's technically in rome right right the trial's in rome and we get a the little police officer we we get a little uh explanation that oh this makes a degree of sense because modern law is based on ancient roman law from 2300 years ago or something like that um but yes, the police officer. So they're like, oh, they're like, fuck it, we'll leave the car and we'll just go rent a scooter. Drats, the the scooter rental place is closed, and so Mighty Max pulls Mighty Max pulls out his Acme badge, hails a police officer. Polizia, 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 riding a hey, motorcycle. Yeah. And, and he's like, we're Acme agents. We need to commandeer your motorcycle. And the uh, the the polizia is just like, sure. <laughs> I Sure, kids. And so this, like, by the way, he's built like a G.I. Joe character. <laughs> Got like Aves and everything, right? Gets off and he's like, here you go. And I'm like, I laughed out loud afterward. The cop just what? is like, okay. Gives what these authority? Two, these two kids who are just like, we're Acme agents. As they flash their badges. And he's just like, oh, sure, take my motorcycle. I was so like confused. <laughs> and I was like, is, is that like the FBI? Like, comment? That would, that would never work anywhere. No, you can't be like RCMP when you're in Germany. I need your car. Be like, I'm well. I'm the police here. What's the issue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that part was funny. And he's like, "Here you go, kids." Not like, "Oh, hey, what seems to be the issue?" Or how can I help? Just here's a motorcycle. Doesn't ask if they have a motorcycle license, which, by the way, is fucking different. Yeah, and a normal license. They just both get on and somehow just know how to ride a motorcycle. 
Yeah. <laughs> Effectively. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, so we we go to the uh, Salisbury Museum to uh, oh they talk to a guard right yeah to to investigate same uh, shit by the way they're like hey hey everything's closed and they're like <clears throat> officer Acme detectives <laughs> and he's like oh am I glad to see you and I'm like they're fit they're kids what what right. <laughs> And they're like, so we're here to investigate the uh, stolen Magna Carta. And he's like, ah, but it actually wasn't stolen. We thought that someone was going to steal it. So we put out a fake and we hid the real one. And then we uh, and he goes and shows them the real one for some reason, for some reason. And so then Carm and then uh, uh, Judge uh, Judge it's just in a judge, closet somewhere. Judge Judge Dredd like comes out from out of nowhere and is all like rips his robes off and rips his robes off and he's wearing um um who is that wrestler with the um the chainmail oh uh, Scott Steiner he's kind of got a like a a Scotty vibe going on like that cowl thing yeah he's wearing chainmail now <laughs> I guess <laughs> and he's like ha ha tricked you. I'm actually working for Carmen San Diego. This whole thing was a big elaborate ruse to uh, so she could steal the real Magna Carta. And yeah, and her cuffs just like come off. And so she takes the Magna Carta and they're all like, see you later, fuckers. But also archaeologist. And he's like, and I'm here too. <laughs> I guess he was a good guy at, at some point. Archaeology. Um, archaeology, right. <laughs> And um, they try to stop that. Uh, Ivy tries to, ha! and by the way, the kid's like, no, like 90s Kung Fu, right? Yeah. And Ivy's thrown across the room and uh, she breaks like, I don't know, a priceless artifact chair. And they're like, oh man, they're getting away. And her getaway van is outside, right? So these three right. team, yeah, because it's revealed that archaeology and trader is working for San Diego and the three of them get away. And um, uh, Mighty Max is like, huh, or will they? And they grab one of the priceless spear artifacts that were stolen from its homeland off the wall. And he takes a broken chair leg and he's like, at Laddle! And he, <laughs> just like what that, that plot point that made no sense earlier in the show. <laughs> and uh, he whips a spear down with a rope tied to it. You know, it would have broke all uh, forms of aerodynamicy with the rope on the back. But I digress. He he whips the spear down. It plunges into the tire. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the spear embeds itself in the the van, and they're like, "Ha ha!" Now they can't get away through the van. And Ivy action. She grabs the cuffs, which is kind of clever, and she like uses it to slide down the the now um, repelling zip line they kind of made like a zip line thing and yeah. she's like hi yeah and she like kicks like traitor or archaeology in the back or something like that and takes him down right yeah and i'm like okay so they're action they're, they're kung they got kung fu action and indeed um max takes down like archaeology or whatever and they're like give it up like carmen you can't get out of here and because she's in like the big red van and she like no, uh, 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 you'll have to do better if you want to catch me. And again, a very '90s thing. Um, her van transforms. Yeah, yeah. And a smaller, like aircraft jet, <laughs> it, flies it, out of the front. It's like the USS Enterprise separating the uh, saucer section. 
Oh, I always forget about that. Yeah. Or um, like the tumbler uh, breaking oh, yeah. apart and the, in the, dark <laughs> the, night, the bike. Yeah. And the first time I saw that in theaters, like I was so fucking hyped because I had been seeing, I, I was following like the production of that film and I had been seeing, uh, they released tons of like photos of Batman just riding this thing called the Batpod. And I'm like, oh, how are they gonna? How are they gonna introduce? How are they gonna introduce it? And then, like halfway through the movie, like the tumbler gets wrecked, and uh, in but a, that front wheel, like right. And I, I just remember like sitting, and I this was the first movie I ever saw in IMAX. By the way, I remember sitting in the theater, and like after the the tumbler is like blown to shit, and like inside the cockpit, like the computer is like alarms are going off damage catastrophic damage catastrophic oh and batman like leans forward and, and then crawls batman into leans space. forward and then on the screen it's like ejection mode activate it and i'm like i was like oh shit and then the one of the wheels starts spinning and it the bat pod launches out i was so fucking hyped in that moment That's i've seen hyped, the movie man. prop i've seen the movie probably like 30 or 40 times over the years holy shit um, I still get hyped every time I watch hyped, the Batpod ejection sequence. That's hyped. I, I that, really, that's really a good, like, like iconic Batman moment. I really like the dark Knight. That movie has aged fantastically. Oh yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. It, it is my favorite, like s- superhero movie. That's it's a fair choice. It's uh, definitely up there. I don't know if it's uh, number one for me, but it's top five easily. Top uh, three. Yeah. Top three, Top three. Even. yeah, probably Guardians one, Dark Knight. I actually like Guardians Volume Two more than the first one. I know, I, I know, I know that's yeah, controversial, I mean, and we've talked about it before. But like, yeah, we both really like number ugh, number two is so complimentary. It it it's really good. If if you are a uh, a person that may has had to that that may have um, grown up with absentee father. It, it really uh, strikes a chord. It, it it strikes a chord with you. Plus the uh, that movie much more than the first one. The the first one is very much a uh, um a very plot driven uh, MacGuffin film. Oh yeah, like like uh, ran, random object. People are in pursuit of random object. That's that's what the first one is. The second one is much more of a character piece, and I think that's it why is. I like it more. Oh, definitely. It, it's allowed to breathe. And, and slow it, down and develop the the characters and indeed their relationships. Yeah, their their relationships with one another and ones you wouldn't expect, like um, Yondu and Rocket bonding. <laughs> yeah. Also, Yondu. Wow, way to make that character interesting. Oh, uh, right? the, the the end of that movie with the the Ravager funeral as father and son by Cat Stevens is playing. That that gets me, man. It gets me every time, that, especially that gets the part me in the feels. Especially the part where, um, uh, Rock, because Rocket earlier in the movie had kind of had a falling out with them because he had uh, fucked a job up and had stolen a bunch of like batteries or something like that. And uh, as the Ravager funeral is going on, Rocket's kind of, um, kind of had has his head hung, and he's like, he's like, they didn't turn their back on him, no matter no matter how mean he was or all all the bad things he said or stealing batteries he didn't need, and then. And Star Lord is like, it puts his arm around him, and he's like, "Well, of course not." That that moment really gets me. Mm. Yeah. And uh, anyways, that's our um, <laughs> oh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Batman Dark Knight review. Uh, follow us on social. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so the, the the episode's over. Carmen San Diego flies. She gets away, away in the tumbler and the, <laughs> in her sorry, the air tumbler. <laughs> she leads forward and a rocket shoots out. And Ivy's like, come on, hit me, hit me. I want you to hit me. And Carmen's like, <laughs> and just turns at the last minute. Uh, listeners, um, uh, me and Cal both worked at uh, Blockbuster uh, when <laughs> yeah. The Dark Knight came out. So, oh yeah, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I for a long time I actually had that. Uh, uh, Blockbuster had the special uh, Dark Knight when it came out on home video, which I think was December of twenty. Still have it, two thousand eight. Yeah, I had mine for a long time. It, these were like Dark Knight themed Blockbuster shirts. I don't know whatever happened to mine. I kind of lost it somewhere Man. over the years. NX kind of like, when are you going to grow up? Do you even wear these anymore? Like, guilted me into donating or giving away a lot of those like shirts. And I'm like, fuck, I should never have. Given I still have, away. I still have one Blockbuster shirt. It's, uh, is it's this just rewards? A, it, it is, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that that was uh, where on earth is uh, Carmen San Diego? She got away. Dang it, uh, Cal! You uh, you just caught an episode of this very educational show. Would you uh, would you tune in again? Here's the thing: when I first watched it, I was like, oh, "Good lord, is this bad?" Now I can't tell if I like it more because you know I'm more forgiving of it and like whatever, or it's just because we make jokes throughout it. And if I associate our review of it and the jokes we make with it with the good times, then it's like, oh yeah, like this was fun, haha, <laughs> all the jokes we made. But maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I need to remember how I feel about it while I was watching it. And I, I, remember... I, I agree. And th thank you. And I thought it was so dumb that these are supposed to be very intelligent, like kids. And they're like, we need to go get this evidence, even though they have video like <laughs> evidence and they end up like just helping uh, Carmen San Diego in the end. Um, it's not great. It's not good. My, my folks, <laughs> uh, the, the spear coming out of nowhere of uh, the inexplicable Aztec like temple in the middle of like Mexico. It's, that never gets explained. Um, no, it, it's as, as much as I like the character design, uh, for instance, uh, Ivy, she's got straps around her thighs for some reason. Maybe she needs the extra belts. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's the weird uh, brother sister relationship that's going on here. That seems a little bit off. Uh, but apart from the character design and uh, Nah, I don't think I would. Um, I I'm I, I would actually. I I I found how laughably stupid some of the moments were in the show, like them commandeering a, a cop's motorcycle. Like I found those really funny and endearing, and just how like mind-bogglingly dumb they are. That's fair, and and I found that <laughs> mind-bogglingly dumb too. And I, I'm a fan of cheese. I like that. There's this gigantic like. I, I, I dude named RB Trader. I, I I really liked the villain in the Judge. I thought I thought it was a it was a good set. He was a good villain. 
I, I just wish he was actually... Um, I wish he was more of an enemy and more of a presence in the episode. Um, I like how educational the show is. I like... It does a really clever thing. During the commercial bumpers, it will ask you trivia questions about things I do that, like that. that had happened uh, earlier in the episode. Usually just like little word, like, oh, where did they say they were going to go? Or like things like that. I thought think that's really Where clever. was democracy originally started? Yeah, it's a it's a Ancient test. Rome. It, it it's a test to see how how much closely kids are paying attention. Yeah. What ancient tool did man use to um hunt mammoths? Yeah. Yeah, Laddle. Yeah. So um I do like that. Uh, I'm 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 coming around. It's just no, maybe I, I maybe I watched it with somebody who was very cynical. <laughs> <laughs> so I I actually like i didn't watch the show as a kid i i remember it being on i remember seeing commercials for it on fox kids all the Same. time but i never really watched it much um i i actually quite enjoyed this and i i'm glad this exists i i actually think it's a pretty entertaining uh, piece of uh, educational media i'm glad it exists too i just wish it had been a little i don't know i don't know maybe I, I differ day to day. <laughs> but, Yesterday, ugh. Today, hmm. <laughs> but there are some really dumb plot holes in this show. Like the like, the, the like mysterious you said, it's at like Lattle. the uh, it's almost like hanging a lantern on something that they don't intend to revisit. Huh? That's weird. Why is there like why even mention that they're in central Mexico? Yeah, and that there shouldn't be an Aztec temple there. Yeah, because it it ends up not really factoring into the plot at all. You Why think not just that pretend we, that you're in South Central America or something. Yeah. Why not just go to an actual Aztec temple, like where they where they are actually geographically located? I guess because it was supposed to be a fake. It was supposed to be a, a setup. Who threw the spear? Archaeology. <laughs> uh, a random. Um, it's a video game. Who, oh, the, the who, outro who, title. Who, Remember how like Carmen like I, addresses? I was gonna, I was yeah, gonna... Carmen addresses, and they're like, "Ha ha ha!" Better luck next time, player. And then the player types in, and you hear a voice, like a boy's voice, be like, "Huh, I'll get you next time, Carmen." And it only they... shows his back as the camera like zooms away from his PC, and he's like. It's so weird that the those um that framing device is so strange and the way it's shot is really strange. It's shot in like very like low quality like video. Like it looks like it was shot Almost with like, like a, a green handy cam. Screen? Like but like his, when, when his mo hand moves when, when ahead, his hand yeah. moves the mouse, it's like it's almost like the footage was reversed or something. Um it's um not CG, but the, the it's from a photo. It looks like stop. And what motion. they did is they what they did is they cut the picture of his hand from a photo and then just like, you know, used the drag effect. Yeah, it's his weird. hand and arm isn't actually moving. It it's almost like CG or stop motion. And I I couldn't figure it out. I'm glad you noticed that too. I'm like, what is going on here? And I don't think there's an actual like actor like sitting there because it's weird and still, and when it shows his hands, it's like typing it's like weird too i yeah. think it's just from a photograph yeah and there there are times too where it where it, it the the camera is like zooming in but it, 
Right. It looks like it's zooming in on a photo. It on doesn't a, look like it doesn't look like a camera moving closer or using a zoom function. It's just like the, a photo is coming closer to the screen. Yeah, it's 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 really it's a really really strange production uh, choice. It, yeah, I, I couldn't understand what they were trying to to do. It's almost unique if it wasn't so ugly <laughs> to, to behold. But um, yeah, the the show is is what it is, and um, I appreciate the show, and I'm glad that it existed. But I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> oh, and uh, I just I uh, feel like pointing out that Ivy is voiced by a very young uh, Jennifer Hale in the early days of her career. Oh, cool! Yeah, Jennifer Hale is like I I've. Her and Jim Cummings are probably, like, the most prolific uh, voice actors, like, living today, in my opinion. Jennifer Hale. Oh, yeah, totally. Jennifer, they've both, they've both, both been in everything. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, everything you could possibly imagine, like, has had Jim Hale, or Jim Hale, <laughs> Jennifer Hale, Jim Cummings, or sometimes even both. I'm sure or they've both. appeared in yeah. the same thing many times. Both have hundreds upon hundreds of uh, voice acting credits. There is some interesting art. Other people seem to remember Ivy as well. <laughs> also, uh, Jennifer Hale, a very, very uh, uh, attractive lady. Not that that means anything, really, but anyway, Very whatever. attractive voice. Um. Yeah, so I I I would I I I would have would have definitely watched it more of this had I actually caught it when I was growing up. But now we're adults and we don't have time, dang it. Now we're adults and we don't have time. We just make I... empty promises about continuing to watch one of these shows that we never do. No uh, more. I did, I did actually start watching 12 Monkeys. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um I'm a few episodes in now. I just started watching it the other day. That uh show is quite good. I did end up checking out a, a few extra episodes of um, that French episode that, like, was sort of like reboot. Oh, um, uh, right, right. Um, it's on Netflix. Um, we we reviewed a lot of an these episodes. <laughs> we reviewed an episode. Oh, and I did watch more of uh, Fighting Foodons as well. That was just great. Yeah, I watched. I think like the entire first season of it. <laughs> that was just good. Good show. Uh, anyway, so that was uh, episode 47 of the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. And at the single $5 tier, you get bonus preamble audio, commentary tracks, our news and current events show, and you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast. So... If you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb. Cal, you are at? I am on the Twitters as well, at neocal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 48 of the Lasercomb podcast, where we will be continuing on with our educational-themed uh, shows. And uh, we decided next week that we're going to cover Captain Planet and the Planeteers. That's right, so baby. So we've gone from uh, geography. You know what I think we should try to do? We should try to um, uh, find shows that fit into a per educational shows that fit into different uh, subjects. Like this is very much geography and history. Right. Uh, Captain Planet is environmentalism. Yes. Uh, I um, 
I don't know if we could find like a show about math. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, just a thought. A math show. No promises, though, people. <laughs> uh, so, to figure out what episode of Captain Planet we're going to be watching, as always, we're going to go to the old trusty random number generator. But first... This episode of the Lasercomb podcast has been sponsored by Ye Old Number Generator. I, I, I have considered emailing them and telling them, hey, we you actually get free promotion. Your website gets free promotion on our show. And they'll be like, how many downloads do you get? And I'll tell them, and then they just won't respond. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Captain Planet had 113 episodes. Who boy. Uh, it when, How long did it run? I, I read a blurb that said it was the second longest running cartoon of the 90s. Ran until 1996. I definitely had stopped watching it by that point. I, oh, I only caught it here or there. I definitely never like week to week to week. I remember I was watching it pretty, uh, uh, pretty frequently. Right when it, I remember when it first premiered, September nineteen ninety. So I would have been uh, just about six. I, I think I remember watching it all the way to like ninety two or ninety three. Anyway, so one hundred and thirteen episodes, one random numbers between one thirteen, and here we go. Where it stops. Boo, 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 boo. 83. 83. Uh, that is uh, season four, episode 18. High stakes. Steak oh, is geez. in the meat. Luton Plunder is behind a plan to ruin an environmental sustainable ranching operation. The Planeteers call Captain Planet, who defeats Plunder, and Plunder is hauled off to jail again. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> High stakes. Why is stakes spelled that way? Because it's an environmental sustainable ranching operation. It's faux meat. Huh. Yeah. Well, you remember um, the 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 high meat craze a couple of years ago where people were eating like six month old, like rancid meat because it was making them like trip balls. No, that, that, that was the thing a few years ago. Oh, I remember that. Okay. I remember it being uh, talked about on a YouTube show that I follow internet today. High meat. I feel like I missed out. Uh, it's pretty vile looking. I don't recommend Googling pictures of it. Oh, I certainly won't. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week with episode 48. 48? Always Gone Podcast. Until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I have allergies, and I've been NeoCal. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We will boo up you next week. Boo up. She sneaks about the world Again to Carolina She's a sticky finger filter Bumbling down to Belize Take you for a ride On the boat to China Tell me where in the world Is Carmen San Diego There's only South Korea Thinking that it could cry I'm gone from the Red Sea to Greenland Will they sing in the blues Will they never Arkansas Will the beat come from Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego.
missing misdemeanor When she's done with me from Levi Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Tell me where. 